Hello, City Church. My name is Jacob, and this is City Church Together for Friday, February 12th. Today, we're going to be hearing from Jesse and Sarah Porch, two of our longtime covenant members who have recently been announced as two of our new deacons. And the deacons of our church are a dear group of people who serve the physical needs of the church and call people into serving others. Today, Jesse and Sarah are going to talk about how they came to be a part of City and what unique strengths each of them bring to the role of deacon. And just a heads up, we were on a Zoom call for this conversation, so the audio is not quite, it's it's Zoom audio, y'all. It, it, it sometimes is a little funky, but this is still a story worth uh, listening to. I so deeply value Jesse and Sarah's experiences and insights, and I think you will be encouraged by them. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation. Well, welcome to City Church Together. Uh, it's so good to have you guys on. And recently, uh, you guys have been announced as our new deacons. And uh, But before we get into the specifics of that, how long have y'all been at City Church? And what has your time here at City Church meant to you? I moved or to Murfreesboro uh, in 2011, and the day after I moved, I came to City Church because somebody that went to Summit in North Carolina, one of my high school friends, told me that they were sending a church plant here. So I think I showed up at like the fourth public service or something like that. I was hoping to meet some mutual friends because I didn't know anybody in Middle Tennessee, and I did not, but Joel Polk made me feel very welcome. So I ended up sticking it out. I thought I was going to end up moving back to North Carolina and several opportunities came, but I didn't want to leave city um, because city church had become my family. And like to joke, and Jeremy uh, Young came to me at some point and asked me when I was going to stop dating the church and, <laughs> and commit. And uh, so I did. And I'm really glad that I did because that that is my family like that mm. the the body of believers here at city church um the, both of our biological families don't live anywhere close by and mm. so it has been great having these relationships and these friends and getting to worship together with everybody mm-hmm. i actually came the first public service with uh my friend amanda um and that was because my sister went to summit um, while she was going to NC State. And I had been at college for a year, but hadn't really found a church home yet. Stuck around. We were small but mighty <laughs> in the beginning. Um, but genuinely, the first time I had experienced people who were fiercely unapologetic about the truth, but also incredibly compassionate in the way that they delivered it. And just seeing people walk in freedom um, was just so attractive to me. So having been at City for, I guess that makes it like nine years now, um, just being surrounded by a body of believers who genuinely want each other to walk in freedom um, and do that in love that has been transformative for my faith. Um, so I just love being surrounded by that. It's, it's definitely a much different soil for me to grow in than perfectionism or performance, which is, you know, sort of how I'm hardwired and, you know, just having beautiful friendships that 
have stuck with us through thick and thin, through, you know, five plus years of marriage now, through all of my ups and downs. You know, nobody really says, man, I'm so tired of hearing you talk about struggling with this. <laughs> They're always like, man, I will continue to pray for you. How can I enter into this? Um, so it's, it's meant a lot. It genuinely is family, like mm-hmm. Jesse said. And literally, because that's how we met, was here and at that's City too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Since you've been a part of this church, I've personally gotten to witness y'all's service and presence in the church. And now you've been given the mantle. Uh, ooh, mantle. That's so formal. Uh, the mantle, <laughs> uh, uh, of the mantle of deacon. And so what does being a deacon mean to you? And what strengths do each of you bring to serving in this role? Well, I remember when uh, we've, City Church first installed the first group of deacons, and Trevor did a sermon about shock absorbers mm-hmm. and how uh, it's an often not thought of part of a vehicle, but it's necessary if you want to have a smooth ride. And so that's how I see us as being able to be shock absorbers for serving and, and loving other people so that like the elders can focus on uh, some of the higher level problems and then we can be sort of down near the ground doing more of the hands-on stuff and serving and loving other people. I don't think of it as very much of a leadership role as Mm -hmm. much of kind of the the least of these, so to speak, um, where we're serving and organizing and finding ways to practically love people both inside and outside the church with tangible needs. That's what I think of as, as a deacon. Mm -hmm. I would say that I didn't grow up with deacons, so I didn't really know what they were. And I believe Jesse grew up with them functioning similarly. I grew up with them functioning as elders in a way. So it was kind of a recalibration for me. So then especially female deacons. It was just never something that I'd really thought about. It's something that I believe is incredibly necessary. And I think being a deacon is just adding a title to something that maybe we were already doing. And it, it does, in a way, allow us to do a little bit more than we were able to before, because now we're able to know about more needs than we previously might not have. And in general, I don't have a problem asking someone, hey, would you be willing to help with this? And typically people will say, yeah, or hey, actually, like I can't that day, whatever, that's fine. Um, But maybe as, you know, having the official official title helps it um, come with a little bit more of the, hey, this is something that our genuine needs. Um, And so people would perhaps be more willing to sacrifice in those areas. But I think a lot of times people are, are already oriented towards service. They don't necessarily know how that translates to action though. Um, so I'm excited just about 
being able to have this team of, of people who've been doing this for a while, all, all four of the other deacons are phenomenal. They, they know what they're doing. They have such a heart for other people, you know, being plugged into that team and being able to bear the weight across that um, group of people and being able to bounce ideas off of each other and um, figure out different ways of doing it and getting people involved. I think that's going to be really helpful for us as a team, you know, reaching out um, to the rest of, of our church who I do believe have a heart to serve. They just need a pathway set out for them. I think, you know, both of us are specifically oriented towards service, although obviously you don't have to be in order to serve, but like, you know, even from the very beginning, like Jesse would set up um, and tear down every single week at uh, the Walnut house. And I'm pretty sure that <laughs> there was like three of them at that point. And there, there were two rooms, there was the top room and then the kids room. And then they had to carry everything into a storage unit and make sure it fits in there Tetris like, and then bring it back every single week. And none of them ever complained about it or, you know, just Jesse will go help anybody move. I think he has helped move like half of the church. <laughs> So that's definitely been cool to see in him. And obviously Jeremy saw that in him. Um, in addition to all the ways that, you know, we serve their family or, or just people around, but um, just seeing that heart for service. Yeah. And Sarah is very excellent at um, putting herself in other people's shoes and empathizing with their situations and understanding what their needs are. Um, cause sometimes a need is harder to identify than I need a meal mm. or, um, sometimes people aren't even willing to ask that, but you can identify that through having conversations and stuff like that. And so, um, Sarah is very good at, uh, empathizing with those people and identifying with them and then figuring out what their needs are. And then the two of us work together very well at, coming up with a logistical plan to make that happen. Mm -hmm. um, we're both planners. Um, I think anybody that knows us knows that, <laughs> um, that we plan things out in advance. So um, I think that that service oriented mindset and then our strengths in, in planning and being able to identify and execute position us well to help love our church body and the people who are not yet part of it, um, but uh, need loving too. Mm -hmm. I love hearing how both individually and as a unit, you guys are going to bless our church, already have, but um, in this role, I think is it's going to be beautiful to see how God works through you, and we're so grateful to have you guys as deacons. And so thank you guys for coming on and sharing your story. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely, thanks.